0: my hear me to your bed podcast. I'm your host, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, we have writer Keelan Firo.
1: Hello. (laughs) Hello, Keelan.
0: (laughs) And something very exciting about this episode. It's the 50th episode.
1: It is. And uh, I was on the first one. Yeah,
0: I'm having you back because you were on my very first episode.
1: I'm excited. because, And it was, it was like one year ago.
0: Yeah, because uh, how many weeks are in a year? 52? Yeah. Yeah. So 50, I do this every week, so 50th episode. Because I remember
1: it was either late September or early October. Yeah,
0: because we're recording this a little early oh, as right, well. Oh, right, yeah,
1: yeah. Cool. Full circle.
0: I know. That's I love fun. it. How have you been since the last time we talked? No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> Imagine we just haven't talked <laughs> since the one have we recorded. That would be weird. <laughs> you know how I am. Good. <laughs>
0: um, I actually listened back to the first episode. Mm-hmm. I was telling you. I was a little nervous, too, because I thought I was so terrible in it. And it's the most listened to episode by far.
1: Oh, geez. Like,
0: by three times, maybe. Holy. Because people listen, go back and... Yeah, the and,
1: first one, right? Oh, and they want to know what the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go right
0: back, usually, to listen to the first one. Oof. That's the first episode they listen to, if they're going to get into a podcast. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and in my head, I'm like, ugh, I wish I would have, like, figured out the format better, or, like, something like that. But I listened to it today, because just because it was so long ago. I don't even remember what we talked about, and I didn't want to, like, yeah. talk about the same stuff with you. And it was great. Yeah,
1: I liked it. I listened to it a couple times or I listened at least once and I, I laughed a lot. I thought it, it was very we were we were very good together. Yeah, we
0: had a time. We were laughing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I only had like one drink before that, so it's not even the alcohol, it's us.
0: It's our natural <laughs> chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> but something um we didn't talk about that I want to with you, and I'm surprised because most of my interviews I start with like Oh, when you were young, you know what was your family like? Uh, what were your schooling like? Stuff like that, and we yeah. didn't even do any of that. Oh, we did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. We maybe I hadn't fallen into that pattern maybe. yet. <laughs> 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 but I'm that's fine because I'd love to talk to you about that right now. If, yeah, if you're up for yeah, it,
1: it's just, um, just you want me to tell you just my childhood Yeah, let's story? like, yeah,
0: like where sex is concerned. Like, oh, like, okay.
1: Yeah, because um... <laughs> otherwise, i was like, well, I was born in, on a cold November day. <laughs> I'd go for five hours. I was really bad at soccer. Um, okay, yes. The first, any inkling of an attraction at all, mm-hmm. I was I perhaps a bit late. Not late, but like my boyfriend says that he has, he knew he sexually was attracted to other boys his age or whatever, uh, when he was, like, young, young, young. Mm-hmm. Like, five, six.
0: Oh, wow. See, I think that's
1: young. I uh, Me, too. And I'm like, no. My first time was, like, my first time ever thinking about that was, like, grade four. Like, so, like, nine. Yeah. You know? But you're still, you're like, oh, it's a crush. It's not. But it didn't become a, you know, sexual... Thing until puberty, right. but like my first time ever thinking another male was attractive or any human in that way, yeah, was in grade four, so I was like nine years old. Had and your... it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 what?
0: Where? Like, where did you see him? Are I like... think
1: it was like it was ninety six. Jerry Maguire was coming Jerry out, McGuire. and I was nine years old, and I was like, oh my god! Like, I was like, he's so hot.
0: He was And super I still cute think and...
1: that, even though he's crazy. Do
0: you? Even now? Well, like, no, like, uh,
1: I just mean, I mean, like, him then in the 90s and Okay, okay. Not now. Not really.
0: Matt and I just saw a trailer. We saw Star Trek, and one of the trailers was for some role, some recurring role in a movie that he does, and it's... I think Those he's Jack a. Co-
1: Reacher movies or or yeah, is that possible or
0: Jack Reacher? I think is that the one yeah. where he's a cop and he goes in the future or something oh, probably. He I stops have stops no idea. People. Yeah, there's something <laughs> like and there is so funny because the trailer was like really building up to like who is this person mm-hmm. that does all this stuff and da 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 and then Tom Cruise's face comes in and he just says a catchphrase and we just burst out <laughs> laughing. Oh. We're like.
1: Yeah, it no, was I... so
0: not believable anymore. Like... Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, so that... Yeah, no. He's lost it for me, but yeah. But in that, the beginning, he was... That was it. And then an in interview with the vampire. Well, more like Top Gun. When I saw Top Gun, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whole new level. And I didn't see that till high school, so I was fully into all loving men. <laughs>
0: all things men.
1: Yeah. So anyway, and then... And then, I don't know, my other things, like... Yeah, so that was the first time I realized. Before
0: that, did you experience, like, like pleasure in any way? Like, not necessarily, like, masturbating. People masturbate that young. But just, like, I know, like, I humped pillows. Anything? I, no,
1: I, like, actually feel like I was, like, in that way. Yeah, perhaps a late bloomer. Like, I didn't do any of that until puberty. Yeah, because
0: I know some guys, yeah. like... Got boners and we're like, what the hell? And I don't. Like, I remember
1: that becoming uncontrollable, like puberty. Time. Like later, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like crazy stuff. Like, um, <laughs> okay, this is an embarrassing sex story from childhood. Like, <laughs> not childhood. Well, yeah, not, and not sex story because it's just me. But yeah, I was raised in the like uh, Catholic school system. Like, okay. you know, did that whole thing all of grade school, all of high school and yeah, no, I was, I had an in-school suspension, is that what they call it, or, uh, yeah, when Sounds you're- Sounds like a detention. W- yeah, only it was all day long, and it was a, all for, for one whole day, because I, it was in self-defense, I did something that I guess, I, sh- I shouldn't have hurt my bully so bad, <laughs> while well, well, he had me lifted up off the ground, and I, like, I did something bad to him, but he totally, you know, he was doing something worse to me, but, of course, they had to- sort of punish me as well, which was silly, right. but they did. And I w- I spent the whole day in the principal's office, mm-hmm. and I I was always, like, such a nerdy, quiet, good kid. Mm-hmm. And this was the only time that I was being punished, and it was an authority figure, and he was, like, a new principal that had just started... And I just don't know, I guess it was grade 7, so like, I don't know, whatever, how old you are then, Mm -hmm. 12, something. 12,
0: yeah, 11, 12. Yeah,
1: and I I remember being so oddly turned on (gasps) that, because like, he left me in like this room with my own desk, and it was like the principal, I don't know, it's like that that male authority figure telling you you're bad and you're being punished, (laughs) and and I, and I, and I, I, uh, why am I saying this, but... (laughs) and i sort of masturbated in the office like alone yeah yeah and then i had to go home i got to go home for lunch though so how, it's funny how much of oh, a suspension funny. that is but i went home for lunch and then like cleaned up and changed but and uh, that was my that was a weird thing that i did
0: <laughs> that's great is
1: that tmi that's so fantastic uh,
0: so Catholic school, I went to Catholic school. Oh. Did you get any sort of sex ed?
1: Yeah. You did? Yeah. What'd you get? Well, like how your reproductive organs work. And okay, like, so like
0: biology. I
1: guess it's more like, they called it, because it was like the fully alive books. Did you have those? They were called <gasps> fully alive. That
0: sounds familiar. Yeah, and it was called
1: health class, Yeah, I think. And it was like these fully alive books were like yearly, like they went up in years from probably grade three. It started wow, to I'm having eight. a memory.
0: See, I yeah. feel like I've always said I got like next to nothing, mm. but I remember fully alive. Yeah, And they were like
1: some real photos and some, uh, uh drawn photo, uh, you know, drawings Yeah, and diagrams. Uh, diagrams of the female and male genitalia. And more like, but things about like family relationships as well. It was more like, it was clearly a very Christian kind of skew on just living your best life with Jesus in mind. Okay. And here's how you, here's how your body works. Okay. Side, was...
0: Like, sidebar. Kind also of. Also, you have a penis yeah. and uh, you have a vagina. And I
1: think we learned about STIs and things, like, uh, closer to grade 8. Like, you know, once you're, like, 12, 13. I think I remember that as well. Yeah. And then that's kind of it.
0: See, so I don't remember me learning about... STIs or STDs or maybe we did but it was so beyond me at that point yeah it's me too and that they didn't explain any of it enough for me to actually understand but they mentioned it and it was like okay yeah don't understand, not gonna ask questions because we're all so embarrassed. Yeah, and, and where would I even start? Like, just put up your hand and be like, I don't understand any of this. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> no one's gonna do that. If they were way more concerned with the DARE program. Did you have the DARE program? It was like the drug abuse resistance education. So, like, that
0: sounds not, familiar not too. Not drinking
1: or doing pot to them was way more important than us learning about our bodies. Oh, god, isn't that <laughs> insane? Yeah,
0: like, and you think, like, like. I had sex super early. Yeah, I remember you you told me that. Yeah, yeah. And not that I can say why I ended up making that decision, but, I mean, I feel like it would have been so helpful to, like, learn about, like, is it terrible to teach kids about masturbation and how to give yourself pleasure so you don't have to, like, go out and seek it?
1: Well... From How, like shitty
0: uh, people who are going to hurt you. Yeah, and yeah.
1: The government uh, is did switch that change. Something's the enti- happening, right? They, well, they already did. Like the Ontario, um, yeah, the, our premier or whatever. All of that. They um, they did the Ontario curriculum okay, for so that. They to introduce certain things earlier. I don't think masturbation is in, included or whatever. I have no idea. Do not quote me. I have not looked up on this because I don't have kids and I have, you know, I don't really care, but, well, I do care because it, it'll, you're right. It will, um, in future generations matter. Sure. So we course. should care. Of course. But, <laughs> but, but, it's not it on doesn't my, affect it's you. it's not on my radar right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but I remember too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what they changed either, but I feel like somebody was campaigning to bring like gay sex into it. That's included
1: now at an earlier age and there's a huge uproar against it. Right. So, yeah, people are picketing, saying I'm not gonna put my kid in school because this is against my religious beliefs. Uh, It's pretty silly. But, uh, I don't know. That's me saying that and I have one point of view and they have a completely different point of view. Sure.
0: (laughs) And they got all the power. Yeah. Like, for me, I don't know. I feel like if you just learned how to... Like, like, Even the emotional side of sex, like just to learn about uh, even just like about love, about like romantic relationships, about like, because for me, like I just fucked it all up. Mm -hmm. Like I did things for all the wrong reasons because I didn't think I had support or could have support or like... Give myself this these feelings physically. Like I knew nothing, and I was just trying to be loved, yeah, and get like a get attention and get appreciation and like.
1: I was so mine was like just because I was gay in a small town. Like there was, I just hid it. You know, I was like quiet and didn't. Obviously, I wasn't sexually active till I was like eighteen. So. Right. It was like I just had to stay in a cocoon of secrecy.
0: Right. So you said you first kind of realized you had like a boy crush
1: in, <laughs> when Tom you Cruise, were no.
0: <laughs> on Tom Cruise when you were like 9. Yeah. Okay, so it's, what then what happened after that?
1: Ooh, I started like yeah, grade 5, 6, so like 10, 11 is when actual sexual feelings happen for other guys or like honestly, mostly older like people in the media people I didn't know celebrities okay. that sort of thing was my go to okay fantasy basically
0: so just Tom Cruise or no, other no, no. Who Oh else my god, was everybody! There?
1: like Ryan Phillippe was huge for me yeah christian bale yeah oh
0: yeah um like in newsies christian bale no i didn't <laughs> have this, you ever this seen is scary that?
1: I, as a kid saying this but american psycho but i didn't see the movie <laughs> until a few years after but i just had seen all the photos of him with his shirt off and working out and in the tanning bed i was like whoa <laughs> um trying to think oh so embarrassing like boy band yeah because you know, it was the age of the boy band yeah in sync in sync Backstreet Boys like certain members and just all all over the place. You liked Kevin? No! (laughs) (laughs) I liked Brian and Nick because I like blondes. Okay, (laughs) yeah. And Justin from Insync.
0: I liked Brian. Yeah, I liked Brian for sure. I, Even uh, though I was old, <laughs> I was I was older. Like I was too old to have how a much crush. Older and, are you than me? I'm 33 now.
1: Oh, I'm 28. So we're fine. So when you're younger, yeah,
0: that's a difference. <laughs> like I was too old to like someone right, from a right. boy band yeah, when I, when but NSYNC, you did. But I did <laughs> I was like, dude's hot. Yeah, yeah. That Everybody of... video. He was like a a, a, a wolf or something. Yeah, a wolf. yeah,
1: yeah. I. I thought no one oh, liked season. Brian always. I always yeah. thought I was weird and unique for liking Brian, because <laughs> everyone around me liked Nick the most.
0: I didn't like Nick, because I don't like that boyish look. Yeah. So, Nick was the last per I like Kevin more than I
1: like Nick. Well, actually, now, as an adult, I'm like, Kevin, Kevin was the hottest. Kevin all the way. Yeah. That's funny.
0: <laughs> so, were there, like, um, so you didn't have crushes on classmates?
1: Um... No, everyone I went to school with was pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no talent oh, in that class. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, mm, no, like, I didn't, until I got to high school, and then it was a way huger pool of people to look at. Right, right. And then, yes, and then, nine, for nine, sure. for sure. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. Were, when you were young did you have any gay friends or no did you know anyone that was gay like even in your town or?
1: uh yeah my uh, my mom had a close friend who was like of course her hairdresser yeah <laughs> and uh he was very sassy and uh it was, I was obviously he was clearly gay like even as a young kid i knew that okay um yeah so like i knew my mom was cool with it but i just kept it from her anyway yeah because it was like i just you couldn't. didn't talk about it oh no, i just couldn't yeah tell her
0: so around yeah. what age was that?
1: Uh when when when
0: you saw this gay Oh, I, re- I was really
1: young. I was like grade right. 3 or f- yeah. At was
0: that like, age I was like you seven knew 7
1: or 8. Yeah, so I knew he was gay. I knew I No, I didn't I, not until grade like 4 when the whole like when I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that actor on TV is so hot." Yeah. yeah, so I was like 9 when I really realized, "Oh, I'm gay." So but I still think that's kind of young to know that. It is young. Cuz so I never had confusion or I never had to go through that phase. It's, I think a lot of gay men do have to go through.
0: Like, am I gay?
1: Yeah. I didn't ever have that. You knew I you were knew. Gay. And before that, it was like all asexual stuff. Like, okay. I liked to play with Barbies and I liked girly things and I wanted to be around girls all the time because they were my friends. Right. And I had nothing in common with the other boys. Mm-hmm. And
0: so you played with girls, yeah, all through and all your my friends.
1: And it's weird. My mom all had friends who all had daughters, mm-hmm. and I look back at those photos of my birthday parties. <laughs> it's just girls. Seeing the girls, so I didn't really have a choice anyway. But it just so happened that I was surrounded by females, and my mom was a single mother, and my grandfather died when I was young. So my grandmother, I was raised by my grandma and my mom. Yeah. So I had just so much uh,
0: female energy, yeah,
1: around you. And then I just yeah and then it wasn't until anyway later when i was like oh i not only am i a girly boy because that's what i think people call me a lot i think uh-huh. i remember that and then oh i like guys oh i'm gay right because it was on tv and stuff it's not like i didn't know what that word meant right at 10 years where old. did I where knew. did you
0: see that on tv i don't know um a show
1: it must have been like I'm oh something. like movies like even mrs delphire like you know when he goes to get to become Mrs. Doubtfire, and, like, he goes to Harvey Firestein. Yeah. And clearly those are two gay men that, like, run, like, a... It was all, all subversive, right? Like, You're it's right. not in your face. Oh, they don't say it, but it's seen. You can... It's shown.
0: Yeah. Early 90s, I feel like yeah. there are a lot of minor gay characters for comic relief.
1: Yeah, totally. There's right? a whole documentary Pe- peppered about... Peppered
0: in... Oh, is there?
1: Yeah, it's called The Celluloid Closet, and it's amazing. And But it goes throughout gay portray... The portrayal of gays... In
0: films From...
1: And- The birth of film till the mid
0: '90s. Oh, I want to see that so bad. Lily
1: Tomlin either, Lily Tomlin narrates it, and she may have produced it or directed it as well. It's really good. Yeah, find it. It might be on YouTube anyway. We should
0: download it and watch it tonight Mm. when Mark comes over. That's so, that's so interesting to me. It's cool. I just watched, this is, doesn't have anything to do with sex and sexuality, but I just watched a documentary called Real Engine, okay. R-R-E-E-L, Engine, and it's about the portrayal of Aboriginal people yeah. Uh, throughout, yeah, movies, the very beginning of movies to currently. Yeah. Oh, that stuff interests me so much. It's
1: very interesting like, to talk about the, the, sorry, though. yeah, the thing that I'm talking about there's like the sissy was introduced in like the 30s and he's just like flouncing around like a woman and then it goes into like um, in the 70s it got gritty and there was transsexuals that were all serial killers in movies and were being killed on screen by the hero of the movie always and it just shows the evolution and then in the 90s it got so soft and became like in comedies there would be the gay best friend like even My Best Friend's Wedding Julie Roberts and Rupert Everett and like Mrs. that those two guys, or, like, The Birdcage, good yep. example as well. Yeah. The 90s was like that. Yeah, yeah. anyway, it's a cool documentary. <laughs>
0: <gasps> awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, so, did, when did you come out to your mom?
1: Uh, university, when I moved away. <gasps> wow. I waited until I was, like, not under her roof, which is so funny, because I didn't have to do that. I No, knew yeah, that.
0: once you are gone, you could have done I whatever. But I just was
1: like, yeah, I don't want to have that awkward conversation, because I don't like awkwardness, and I'm bad with dramatic one-on-one face-to-face stuff. So I wrote her a note when I was visiting her uh, at home and then took the train back to Toronto. Yeah, that's how I did it. Wow.
0: So in high school then, did you have boyfriends throughout high school?
1: No. I met my first boyfriend after graduation, but he was from my graduating class and it was the summer that he, uh, had come back to our hometown to work and he had been away at school, university for a year. I had waited a year, so I was still okay. there. And that summer was my first relationship ever, and my first everything uh-huh. with my first boyfriend. So actually, I think that's a super like I still look back on that like that's sweet. That's yeah. cool that I got that experience as a gay guy, especially I have yeah. to say because it's you can't. It's pretty traditional. Like I waited, I waited like two weeks with without kissing him like it was like (laughs) and it happened like under a starry sky like in the in the (laughs) deserted area where he it was crazy it was so like storybook kind of
0: wow and we had
1: graduated the year before together and yeah it was like so
0: so what was your i will go back to this for sure but just to go back what was your like high school experience then did you want to date people and did no, you feel... I just, no,
1: I, I just was like, I know I can't do any of that in this town.
0: Yeah, Where did you grow up?
1: Brantford. In Brantford. Brantford, in Brent- Ontario. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like just, especially then, now it's changed. Mm-hmm. Ten years have gone by since I... Gra- Eleven years now since I graduated high school. Yeah. And, uh, they have a Pride week.
0: Brantford they have... Pride.
1: Like come on, like, yeah, right. I never would have imagined that. Wow. Why,
0: were people, like, openly
1: homophobic? Oh, yeah. Or... Oh, yeah? so much. Really? Oh, yeah. It's br- it was brutal. I'm sure really? it's gotten better now, but it's probably still not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, better than it was when I was there, yeah. Really? So I like, just what knew... kind of things did... Oh, well, I was, I was made, f- I was, I was called faggot or fag all the time, and I never was even out. Like, it was just this, Ugh. oh, that kid's definitely gay, let's Destroy him, let's make his life a living hell for years, you know? So, high school, Mm -hmm. not so much. Grade schools, all grade five to grade eight, those four years were brutal for all of that. And then in grade nine, I was kind of able to escape because it was way bigger. Okay. And I just disappeared. Blend
0: in, yeah. And
1: blended in for, like, good... Two years just and then... get off the radar. Yeah. And then near the end of my time in high school, like, I came back for, like, an extra semester after graduating, just for one semester to pick up credits. And then these younger kids, I don't know why I'm going into this, but <laughs> these younger kids on my bus started throwing garbage at me. <gasps> I, and and it was all, like, very, like, I, gay slurs and the whole thing. And I was like... Because I had directed a show or written a show and we had produced it and pr- presented it to the school. And mm-hmm. I was... I couldn't hide my... I was pretty flamboyant, and I, I kind of still am, and uh, it's just, yeah, and on st- on stage for all to see uh, near yeah. the end of my high school career, and yeah. they were like, oh, that kid's gay, so, and I, even though I was like, way, I was a year yeah, older or, than, or two years like... older than, or maybe three years older than them, I don't know how old they were, but, yeah, garbage being thrown at me, so I ended up having to take the city bus home my last semester, like, there, so it was pretty rough, I just knew I couldn't come out. And be myself in that town. And I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to move to a big city and be myself there.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. Like, I was... um, I got all sorts of shit thrown at me. And I was called Dyke. All through high school. And my boyfriend was so stupid. Okay. I dated this guy through my entire high school career, basically. And, like, single people... Would call him fag and me dyke constantly through our entire high school career. But you guys
1: were together. For...
0: We are having more sex, <laughs> and just you
1: kidding. were out together. Like I mean, like you were together in public, holding yes, hands, always, or... always That's together, really... always, always. That's interesting. Why? Like you think that they would leave <laughs> you guys alone?
0: <laughs> Never, because we were like we were kinda, we we're a little freaky. Okay. Like you know, we we're we weren't.
1: Huh?
0: We dyed our hair, or our yeah, 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 yeah. We all had piercings that. and all that. Mm all that fun, expressive stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> we we're artists, we we're artsy, we we're musicians, yeah. whatever, you know, so yeah. <laughs> people just hated on us. Oh. We always thought that it was so weird. Like we'd actually didn't have sex throughout high school. We fooled around like a ton, but like, Always to us, it just blew our minds. We're like, we're probably getting more action than (laughs) any of these people are, and we're gay. (laughs) We're gay. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs)
1: That's so
0: weird. These two people in this heterosexual couple that are, like, uh, fooling around constantly. We were gay.
1: I think in grade school, I would have quote-unquote girlfriends for, like, oh, a week. And it would be like a kiss, a peck on the mouth, and like, let's hold hands, and let's hang out. That was it. You know, it was like grade five, grade six. I had a little bit of that going on. It was so silly, because I knew I was lying to them, and it uh, it was to fit in. Right. And I think I remember getting relief from the bullying when I had a quote-unquote girlfriend. (gasps) And so that's why I'm surprised by your story, because even though they made fun of me all the time for being gay... As soon as I would have that girlfriend for like a week or two, it was like, they would like, fuck, me they, alone. they would totally leave me alone. That is so weird. Yeah. It's really weird.
0: No, it's another thing though. Um, I mean, they did call me dyke and nobody says that, but at the time I feel like saying someone was gay, gay meant stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That's totally. gay. Oh yeah.
0: You're so gay. Yeah. Like gay didn't even mean gay. Gay meant you're yeah. dumb.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah you're yeah. an idiot. Or, like, this assignment's so gay. Everyone like, everything, said
0: everything was gay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I just I realized
0: have. that. Like, I like maybe that's the, when they called James gay. They call him gay all the time. But they still called me dyke, which was... Nobody said dyke. Too like about inanimate objects, <laughs> yeah, like like you're right. so so no. But part of them calling him gay might have just been that that yeah. that that's how you express distaste for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My
1: best friend, it's gay. Who like knew me from a young age, and I came out to her near grade twelve time. I did come out in grade twelve to close friends. Okay. Around prom time, okay. like I was like, okay, I'm coming out. Anyway, my best friend. It took her some retraining. She had to kind of retrain herself because she was always saying everything was gay. No, it's funny. I just remembered... (laughs) She still did it. Yeah.
0: My, uh, the boyfriend at the time, James, he said, that's gay, but he would say it ironically, like making fun of people that said that's gay. But I was like, James, you're still saying it. Mm. You're still saying that's gay. Like, and I know you mean it ironically and you're making fun of people that say it, but I'm like you're saying it yeah and that bothered me and that started like a tip that's Hmm. funny i just had that memory
1: yeah she just like even into like my 20s she would like i'd she'd say oh fuck that's so gay sorry (laughs) (laughs) she's still my best friend and like she doesn't do it now it's been a long time since i've heard that from her but she
0: doesn't still say that's gay
1: Ugh. Thank God people don't say d- that anymore. Oh it's just not a God. thing anymore. Thank I don't think, God. I don't even think the teenagers now are saying that. No. I think it's done, right? It's done,
0: yeah. I don't think anyone says that anymore. No. That's good. <laughs> good written <riddance. laughs> 90s. Oh yeah. my God. So we should take a break, it looks like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with writer Keelan Fiorello. This episode has been brought to you by the worker-owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With its feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. So that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We're back with the second half. Uh, with Keelan Fiorello. Hey! (laughs) I don't know what to do. Uh, So awkward. So Keelan, um, at a show kind of recently, you uh, wrote some fan fiction erotica.
1: Yes, first time doing that.
0: (laughs) Yes. And know what's funny? When I listen back to our first episode, the first episode, you were saying you wanted to do some erotica with, like, John Hamm oh, and, like, Michael Fassbender yeah. and you. That's
1: true. So I clearly had the seed in my head. You never did that? And I didn't do it. No, I didn't write it. No. Um, I think about uh, the three of us together often, but I <laughs> You should see my Pinterest. I lo- like, it has suggested pins for me from other people, like yeah, in yeah. the whatever. And it's just like, I log on and it's just like 18 <laughs> pictures of Michael Fassbender, like all over. Cause I guess I like so many of them. Yeah. It's based on you like. They know what I like. So it's just funny. Every day I'm like, oh, I got my daily dose of Fassbender. It's <laughs> funny. Um, what were, oh yeah. Fan fiction. Yeah. So I wrote it about. About Justin Trudeau. Yes.
0: When where was the
1: yeah uh, yeah <laughs>
0: Trudeau? Where was the inspiration for that? Like when when did you re- think that? Oh, I'm gonna write
1: this. Mm, when the election was all happening, I just was like paying attention to. Like I'm not gonna pretend to be the most politically I'm savvy not, person in the world, but I just always thought he was cute. <laughs> like no matter what. Like no uh, kidding. And uh, I'm thankfully he's a liberal and not a conservative (laughs) because if he was and he looked like that that would be really hard for me because i do i do think he is super handsome and i i wonder if his political leanings have anything to do with his attractiveness yeah but i i don't know anyway i've always had a crush on him even if even when he was like younger and he was totally not even the leader of the party or anything Mm -hmm. i thought he was such a cutie
0: he has this really weird video, like a YouTube video of him where he's super young. He's on some show. somebody is interviewing him. I don't even know what about it. it, has nothing to do with politics, and he has he's so stupid. He has this party trick. okay. And they're like, "What's your party trick, Justin?" And he just he just falls down the stairs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: He just falls down? Nothing else? <laughs> down
0: the stairs!
1: Yeah. Uh, that's so funny.
0: And, and it's like, what's... That's not a trick. You actually <laughs> did it.
1: See, I think he seems like a, a party. Like, uh. He seems like a good time.
0: That is so funny <laughs> seems a bit to me.
1: Crazy, but
0: oh my god! Well, we saw him in the pride parade. Oh yeah, we
1: all, we we were all there and we saw him. Wearing yeah, his salmon shirt.
0: Yeah, that the... was
1: part of my story. I just played on how many salmon shirts <laughs> he has.
0: That story was so <laughs> so so funny. It oh. just
1: incorporates my whole like executive boss man <laughs> fetish fetish thing, and so. Who better than a prime minister and uh
0: to be the dog i'm in the i'm story. the
1: intern and i'm the sub and that's the story Yeah,
0: <laughs> and the story writes
1: itself <laughs> it, it was actually really hard to write i wrote really? it the morning of that show i had tried to write that story for two weeks leading up to your night and i couldn't write it because i had just gotten back from a long long trip away away and I was like just zapped for creativity. I had nothing in my sure. brain, and I wrote it that morning. You wrote
0: to... it that morning?
1: Yeah, mo- I like forced myself to write it and would not leave the computer until it was written. And that, yeah.
0: That is crazy! Because yeah, this... Keelan, it is so well crafted! Thanks. <gasps> you wrote it that morning? Yeah, I thought I told oh, you. Oh my god, no!
1: <laughs> oh
0: that is so impressive
1: thanks <laughs>
0: oh my god under pressure right do you work well under pressure
1: well usually I like it to just flow out of me because I want to <laughs> write it and then but that time that was not enjoyable to write it was really oh, yeah. hard and yeah. like because I what I didn't have any inspiration I was just like couldn't think of anything
0: yeah you're just like I gotta write but this somehow. now
1: I'm just like a little bit impressed with how the human my brain must like, if I really force it, yeah. I guess it just happens. It'll, it won't always be good, but I think I got lucky, and that time it sort of was good.
0: <laughs> it but, was great.
1: But sometimes... Anyway, yeah, it's cool that you can, like, force that, that and it, sometimes it happens. Yeah,
0: you made it happen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you thought about something... Uh, do you have any other ideas for future, future stories? At one point, you wanted to do, like, an 18th century... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wanted to do, I wanted to do, like, a spoof on, like, Harlequin, like, like, 1800s kind of romance novels, like, with gay guys, and, like, do, I'm sure, obviously, that's probably totally been written a bunch of times, but just my own version of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you go into Indigo, and you, like, look at the romance section, it's so funny, the (laughs) titles.
0: This Harlequin romance.
1: Yeah, and, uh, sometimes, what, what was one that I saw, like, uh his rookie re- request and it was like a hockey player on the cover without a shirt on or like or like the dukes it's always like a duke <laughs> or a baron is requesting a lady to do something or like his majesty's whim <laughs> Like it, And it's always like a female with a corset that's being undone or like, and there's like a horse. Like it's always, it's so silly. Like I want to write one of those. Yeah. Uh,
0: for real? Are these an in indigo?
1: Well, those aren't the exact titles, but those are how they always are. Oh my God. Like the Count's Desire or like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's tons of them. <laughs> you should go in and look.
0: I'm going to. Yeah. What section? Romance?
1: It's called Romance. Romance? Yeah. Oh and then Erotica God. is beside it, which is really tiny, but the romance section is like massive.
0: Is there actually an erotica section yeah. in indigo? Yeah.
1: There's <gasps> even I found one gay erotica book as well. Most of it's straight erotica, but yeah. there was like one gay and lesbian erotica book in there. An indigo? Yeah.
0: Wow, that's impressive too. Yeah. Alright indigo, alright.
1: Heather Heather knows. You
0: can stay. <laughs> Heather knows.
1: The, none of those are on Heather's picks tables though. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, she didn't pick in her <laughs> <No>. gay erotica
0: <laughs> <laughs> anthology. That's so funny. <laughs> She's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew it. Would you write a Christmas story for the Christmas show?
1: Chris, well...
0: Does that inspire maybe. you at all?
1: Um, <laughs> no. Well, I hate Christmas, <laughs> <No>. but... <laughs> oh, <do you? laughs> what,
0: about, what about a New Year's story for, like, the January show?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, you, you take that and run with it. Like, it doesn't have to be super-duper...
0: On theme,
1: yeah. I think I could do it if I could just like have it be the start of something, maybe, or or maybe I would be really silly and do a th- full on like North Pole theme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know if I could get really <laughs> stupid with it. Then I'd love that. Maybe I should
0: because I want you to do another story.
1: Okay, I don't care what it's about. All right, I'll try.
0: <laughs> morning of, yeah, morning. <laughs> of, probably Ooh. get down to business. God, um, I wrote a. New Year's... I think I wrote a few New Year's, like, resolution-type stories. Okay. I wrote this one where one of my friends likes to masturbate, like, in public, like...
1: <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> this year I will not. Yeah, Yes. yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the story. <laughs> like, the, she didn't do that. She didn't resolve not to. But the story is, oh. is that I, was, okay. I just pictured her, like, or, uh, you know, this... Characterization of her her New Year's resolution mm-hmm. is to not masturbate in public oh. anymore, and it's the story of her like partying New Year's, and then she wakes up and she just wants to masturbate so badly, just like from the get go, and she's wow. got to like make her way home <laughs> <laughs> without
1: masturbating. That's funny. That's a good one. I was spoiler: like, gonna she, be sexy.
0: Spoiler: she does masturbate
1: <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like kind of a fun story funny yeah
0: yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny okay. it's like
1: that's good that's a good idea yeah so mm. i
0: it, i don't know how great the story is it's on my it's on my website never <laughs> got published by anyone it's just it's cool though. there for free yeah uh but one thing i just got published uh is a erotica anthology catered for men
1: i saw this yes
0: which is kind of interesting. And I wrote really out of my box for this story. Because... For men? Yeah, for men. Uh, it's, it's called For the Men and the Women Who Love Them. Uh-huh. So it's for everyone, really. Yeah, but, yeah. but the inspiration point for all the stories was you're writing this for a man to read.
1: Okay. So it's like heavily like female body and female sexuality on uh, focus it could be
0: it could be depending on straight how
1: male audience is that what yeah, 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 I yeah i think yeah, generally
0: yeah, yeah. straight straight male but i think i don't know it could mean different things i'm i still haven't read the rest of the stories in the book it's actually just came out today okay. by the time this podcast is released yeah. it'll be out like for okay. quite a while but it actually came out today when we're keelan and i were recording this so I haven't read all the other stories, but I am interested to see everyone else's interpretation of like what male, straight male erotica yeah. is, because it doesn't really exist. Like, I was about
1: to ask you, is that a thing?
0: No, not really. Okay. It's mostly for women, but it's for gay men as well. But not for straight men, typically. Yeah, yeah. like a lo- There's not a lot of straight <sighs> guys that enjoy erotica or...
1: Right. Even porn over. is so much more everywhere. Easier to get just eat quicker. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like I think I, I, I had one coworker that was like, yeah, the odd time I um like when I'm just sick of porn and I need something else, just stimulating some other to- sort of stimulation. He's yeah. like, I'll read a story. But uh, that's the only time I've ever heard a straight guy hmm. be like, yeah, I'd read, read a sexy story. Yeah. Like, even Matt doesn't read my shit. (laughs) I think he did at the beginning. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I get the idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they take too long to get going, though. Because I read some, like, gay ones, and I'm just like, oh, God, get to it already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot about the uh, titillization, is that a word? Yeah. About about the uh, buildup. There's a lot of buildup. Yeah.
1: And that can be good, too. Sometimes even better, like... Obviously, the journey's better than the destination, everyone says, but I don't know. (laughs) But I
0: don't agree. I'd
1: rather just look at GIFs. I know. (laughs) With captions. I said that in the last podcast. (laughs) You're still doing that? Tumblr, yeah.
0: Yeah, some Tumblr blogs. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so many of them. (laughs) Tumblr porn everywhere.
0: Oh, hey, I want to talk about your trip. Yeah? Did you have, because you're big into traveling, right? You want to start, like, a traveling blog.
1: Or not a blog, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I know I wanted to do that. and a I may start a podcast, and uh, I was away for six months, yep, working in London, and then moved up to Scotland on a whim, and did a month and a half there, and then did Italy for a month, sort of backpacking style, yeah, anyway, so that was six months in total. Six, right? Almost six, yeah. Oh, man, this is sexy. Well. <laughs> well, huh. <laughs> there's like... Yeah, especially when I got to Italy, it was like everyone was a supermodel, it felt like. Oh, like yeah? And the there are just like, I'm like, what's in the water here?
0: Yeah? Like,
1: it's intense. It's ridiculous? Uh, that's how I felt. I was like, this is crazy. Is like, there a
0: huge gay culture?
1: No, God, it's a, no? such a Catholic country. Like, I mean, in the big cities like Milan or Florence or Rome, it's like, yeah, there's gay bars. Okay. But it's like... They're kind of chill. Like, they're, like, they would never have, like, a big pride flag out on the outside of it. Really? It's, like, just come in and be gay and enjoy (laughs) yourself. And there's even saunas, bathhouses, of course. Okay. But it's, like, it's not as, like, out and proud as you'll find in, yeah, in Toronto or, like, other European cities that are not as Catholic. (laughs) But, like, yeah, Italy's a little strange that way. They have to be a little bit on the down low. Even though straight men there hold each other, like, link arms with each other as they walk together and kiss each other on the cheek when they greet each other with their wives. So it's kind of like, it seems to us more gay, in a way, like, oh, they must be so comfortable with all with men showing affection for one another mm-hmm. and being into fashion way more and all of that. Mm-hmm. But actual homosexuality, you know, that's a whole other story there.
0: I've always wondered, yeah. um, like... Yeah, kind of like bro love type stuff. Like I, I work with a lot of Sri Lankan dudes, Okay. and they are always cuddling up on each other. <laughs> yeah, like they're always hugging and always hug hello, and like you know they're yeah, like yeah. they work in long hours and they're tired. They'll just like lean each other and like <laughs> snug. Like it's really lovely. It's yeah. really lovely. But all, I, I'm not saying typically. I'm not saying about the dudes that I work with cuz they've been in Canada a long time some of them, but Sri Lanka generally is not a very open country mm-hmm. sexually, yeah. especially where gay gay guys and gay women are concerned. Yeah. So I kind of wonder about the connection between the two, like kind of a like a hetero romantic type of a thing between friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what the, where the disconnect is there that it's okay
1: to I have no idea. I know.
0: You know what I mean? Like, because same thing. Like, it seems like all these dudes are gay. <laughs> like, in, yeah. in the kitchen that I work at, it's like, <laughs> you guys are all in love with each other. Oh, in
1: England, it's like crazy. British boys, especially young British men, like young guys in yeah. their 20s, are like, it's funny how, there was a there was a poll or a study that came out that said, oh, what, one third or half or some crazy large amount of like... Uh, Brits under the age of thirty something identify as bisexual now, like oh, men, straight, really, or not straight, but you know, male um, community. I have to, I have to find the exact percentage. I don't know how true that is. How skewed? I think
0: that would be great.
1: But I just noticed all the people I worked with over there and made friends with. Uh, most of them were straight actually, and they all seemed like they were going to gay bars for fun together with their girls or just friends, like. It was so different than here. See,
0: I think that is yeah, amazing. That was cool. Because guys typically aren't as fluid as females no. when it comes to sexuality, right? I don't
1: know if they're, if those guys I particularly knew were fluid, though. Or I bi- think they were totally one. straight, but just yeah. super duper comfortable with gay people yeah. and being in gay spaces and showing affection for each other. As dudes together, like, but yeah. totally straight. Like, I don't know. I think it's. I was super like, this is. I was refreshed <laughs> to see That's that. You lovely. know. Yeah.
0: Do you feel that way in Toronto?
1: No, I think we're. A, I think just North Americans are a lot more puritanical. I think it's a bit different. Yeah. I don't know why, but it is.
0: You have a lot of straight guy friends, though, that you feel close with, and oh, that, here. that you feel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't say a lot of straight friends male friends i mean your boyfriend is my closest straight male friend okay and he certainly is very comfortable obviously, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no i don't know But
0: other than like, him not really
1: i don't think i would see a bunch of straight men at a gay bar in toronto, in toronto. necessarily no maybe maybe i'm not i'm not out enough <laughs> you don't get out i don't enough. think i'm out enough <laughs> That's probably what it is. Maybe there totally is, and I just haven't seen it, because I'm never, I'm never out. <laughs> uh,
0: Do you like the Toronto gay scene?
1: Yeah. I. I well, especially after being in Italy, that's, that I was so happy to come back to Toronto and have that available to me, because it was so out and open, out and yeah. in, in the open, and proud and loud and it was cool i, I came back right during pride so I, <laughs> to come from a super catholic kind of place where it's all hush hush a little bit to go to that i was like oh my god wow we have it so good yeah. here i do think it's like i mean but then this summer i saw montreal's village and i was like oh my god it's like it's even bigger and cooler than ours is and it I, yeah it's awesome i liked it a lot their bars are cool yeah yeah what's different I don't know, it's longer and bigger and more, um, it's more like, well, I was there in the summer, so it's just like patios, and they shut down, oh, it's all pedestrianized, the whole long, long street, so it's like, it feels like a party. Yeah. And people are just out on these patios and drinking, and I don't know, and then there's like cool rooftop patios with jacuzzis and tiki bars overlooking the city, and you're just like, oh, this is, they have it going on there, I like it. Nice. It was cool. Because
0: Matt and I went to, like, old... Montreal and like
1: so pretty we never went
0: to the village
1: oh yeah but I want to
0: go back so I want to do that
1: yeah it's awesome
0: like big time (laughs) yeah that sounds awesome I was there
1: during their pride which I didn't even plan on I was just there lucky it was cool
0: what was your favorite part of your trip
1: the thing I took away from that is um the the sense of freedom of like okay I'm done with this place now pack all my belongings into one bag and just get on a train and go. Go to
0: the next place. I
1: mean, it was all booked ahead of time, so it wasn't quite as free, but it just felt that feeling of, like, all my stuff's in this little thing, and I'm going.
0: Your whole life is in this suitcase. It's amazing. Let's go. That
1: feeling I'm addicted to. I think it's, like, incredible. It's, Mm -hmm. like, my drug is that. (laughs) Yeah. If
0: if you had a travel podcast... I would listen to it. Okay. I should
1: do it. Uh, maybe I'm going to for you real. You should do it. Yeah.
0: Because you're great to talk to and Thanks. And thank you so much, Keelan. Thank you for, for having being me my again. F- my first and fiftieth episode. Aww,
1: that's cool.
0: <laughs> it is cool. Like I yeah. And you would love doing a podcast as well. Like it's so enjoyable and you get to meet so many people and even people like you and I that know each other. Yeah. You get to talk about things that you don't usually get the chance to talk about. So that's it's true. Like, it's yeah, so I don't, I don't
1: usually talk to you at parties about, like, the first time I masturbated. Yeah, you know? Like, <laughs> but, like now I,
0: we talked about all this cool shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love it. And I love it, too. I think you would really enjoy it. So, Caitlin, uh, do you have anything that you want people to know about...
1: Um, Well, now I'm obsessed with becoming popular on Instagram. Yes, (laughs) me too!
0: Oh my god, me too!
1: So funny. Uh, (laughs) I used to hate it. I used to think it was lame, but I like it now.
0: I I just got Instagram, and I'm like, this is the best fucking thing in the world.
1: I mean, if anyone wants to follow me, it's going to be a lot of like, it's usually when I'm on the road and when I'm traveling, that's when I really update, and that's when I care about my Instagram a lot, because that's what I kind of want to focus in on, so... But it's uh, Kiki underscore LaRue, L-A-R-U. Kiki That's LaRue. That's what
0: it is. I'm Aaron Pym, everyone. This has been the Bedpost Podcast. Uh, check, back, check back often because we release a new episode every Friday. If you want to see Bedpost live, however, the Variety State Show runs at the Social Capital Theater the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. For more information on everything Bedpost, please visit us at Facebook at Bedpost Erotica or on Instagram at The Bedpost Sex Show. And lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.